0: Welcome to Chop Wood, Carry Water, Episode 11. My name is Jessica Craven. So happy that you're here with me. I'm going to start out with a quote that won't make a ton of sense, and then we'll make it so it makes sense. Okay, here's the quote. When the day comes that you have to choose between what is just good enough and what is right, find the courage to step on the train. End quote. And that is from amazing historian Heather Cox Richardson, author of the incredible newsletter Letters to an American, probably most of you already subscribed to. And that quote came out of her email this morning. She was referring to the story of Frederick Douglass. Now, I have uh, read. The Frederick Douglass biography and loved it. His life was amazing, and uh, she's talking about the fact that when he escaped from slavery, he had actually gotten to a point where, for an enslaved person he was doing pretty well and you know obviously heavy caveats on that phrase but he was not working in the deep south he was not working in the fields he had sort of worked his way up to a point where he was working in the shipyards he was a slave but he he had it good enough that some might not have attempted escape, which was obviously incredibly dangerous, and and uh, the stakes were couldn't have been higher. You know, if if he attempted escape and was caught, he he would likely have been killed. So, but he decided he would attempt it anyway because he wanted to be free. And the way he uh, attempted his escape, the way he did escape, was uh, basically to borrow the identity papers of a free black. Uh, who lived in the same town as him, a free black man, Uh, identity papers in those days didn't have photographs on them. They just had descriptions, and they figured, well, these descriptions are close enough that if a a train conductor, say, is not paying a lot of attention, they will hopefully think that we are one in the same person. So Frederick Douglass stepped on a train with these papers in this incredibly high-risk gamble to see if he could make it to freedom knowing that if he were caught, he would die, and knowing that he already had it good enough. I mean, you know, again, caveat, he was still a slave. But because he wanted better, he wanted freedom. And, of course, he succeeded. And uh, the the gamble paid off. He made it to freedom and became one of the great Americans ever, right? I mean, you know, if you haven't read his biography, I highly recommend you do. He he obviously was a remarkable man, Um his story is remarkable. So Heather Cox Richardson tells this story when she does uh, graduation commencement speeches, and she says to students, when the day comes that you have to choose between what is just good enough and what is right, find the courage to step on the train. And so that is my sort of my little my little charge for you for the week. It's like, how can we find the courage? Obviously, our situations are entirely different. Um. None of us are fleeing slavery. Thank God. However, in our own lives, where can we find the courage to step on the train, to step it up, to take the risk, to demand better? Um, As a white American woman, where can I say, well, I'm, I'm comfortable enough but I see so much that is not right. What can I do to fight for that, even if it's a little uncomfortable, right? So that's that's what I took from that. I love that quote. So now we'll sort of do our little housekeeping. Welcome to my podcast, Chopwood Carry Water. As many of you know, this podcast is based on a newsletter, which I just moved to Substack. I'm kind of excited I've had it on MailChimp for over four years. And, uh, you know, the good news is I've been getting so many new subscribers. Uh, that's great. A lot of them are finding me on TikTok, where, where I am um, active at Jess Craven 101. And I've got so many new subscribers that the, the MailChimp has gotten sort of prohibitively expensive. And so I've decided to migrate over to Substack. And you can find me there. Now, if you go to Substack and look for me um, at... Oh, I'll find it before the end of this podcast. Anyway, uh, so that's very exciting. Chop wood, carry water on Substack. And, uh, you know, that's an exciting new platform. It's got a little bit more reach and uh, a little bit more flexibility. So I'm sort of excited about it. So that's that. I do uh, love to get new subscribers and you can do that now on Substack. It's a way to sort of financially support what I do at a very low you know, five dollar a month price, but it really does make a difference. So you can you can do that if you can, or you can subscribe for free. I always will make my newsletter available for free. We have an email address for this podcast, chopwoodcarrywaterpod at gmail.com. And if you listen to this through Apple, I know this is where you're gonna tune out for a second and go like refill your coffee cup. But you know what? I really need more people to just simply click on the stars, hopefully five. If you've got feedback and you hate it, that's fine too. I just want to hear from you. Um, But ideally, just click on the stars. And if you've got a second to write like a one sentence thing about what you like or don't like, it's so important to me. And I honestly would love to hear what you think too. So and finally, a big thanks to my producer, Renee Colvert, who is the reason that I'm here today. So thank you, Renee. I love that. Okay. I like to start this podcast off with a list of things that went well last week. Wonderful news from last week, because if we don't focus on the good, we will uh, be destroyed by the bad news. It's a lot, right? What we focus on grows, I believe. So let's take a couple seconds and focus on what went right last week. Okay, well, first of all, you know... That last week on Tuesday, right after I recorded last week's podcast, we had a bunch of elections and I had talked to you about them a bunch of times. I phone banked for a few of them. And I am happy to say that I have no bad news for you from those elections. We won every race that I was hoping we would win. It was fantastic. Marty Flynn won his state senator race in Pennsylvania. Woo! Woo! Larry Krasner, the amazing DA uh, in Philadelphia, won his race. Amazing, amazing. Um, in Pittsburgh, a, a, a progressive person who was primarying a Democratic incumbent won. Uh, Ed Gainey won that primary, so we've got a super progressive. And uh, if if he wins, which he is almost certain to, he will be the steel city's first black leader. Very exciting. Uh, Republicans aren't even fielding a candidate in that race, so that's great. Pittsburgh progressives had a great night further down the ballot. Uh, voters-backed referendums banning no-knock warrants. That's the kind of warrant that um, has led to... Innocent Black people being killed more times than we can count. Um, They also banned solitary confinement and they also elected a slate of criminal justice reformers in local judicial races. So again, remember, down ballot races are the thing that we have historically not paid attention to and the other side has. And it's why we're in the situation that we're in right now. Any problem you see in our country right now, it, the, the voter suppression bills, the attacks on abortion, the attacks on our trans kids, all of that is happening on a state level, not federal. So while we obsess about who's in Congress and who's in the Senate and who our president is, all very important questions, down ballot In state houses and in, you know, state Supreme Courts and in mayor offices and DA offices, we are seeing finally an effort to take back some of these seats that we have ceded to Republicans for way too long. And this is where we can do work to protect a woman's right to choose, where we can do work to protect our elections. Reform our criminal justice system. And and there's a lot of work to do. You know, we are in trouble with abortions. And I'll talk about that a little bit later. Ooh, I'm getting off of the gratitude track. I'll go back. But let's just say that a lot of good stuff happened down ballot uh, last week on Tuesday, particularly in Pennsylvania. And that is really exciting but also here in California um in assembly district 54 this is a little local but again we had a terrific terrific candidate named Isaac Bryan win that primary and he will go on to also win that seat he's actually i think he won uh, flat out i think he got 51% of the vote this is a big deal he is uh, a a remarkable guy and a uh, um criminal justice reform advocate and and great on climate and and these things are exciting one seat At a time, we are getting progressives elected. Uh, Also, in great local California news, the L.A. City Council voted unanimously to finally shut down the Aliso Canyon gas storage facility. I don't care where in the country you live, you've probably heard of it because it was the site of the worst gas blowout in U.S. history. And believe it or not, it has taken years to get that facility shut down. And a lot of activist work, so thank you to the activists who helped with that. Okay, President Biden signed that legislation aimed at combating anti-Asian hate crimes. Woo, that was great. Vermont has enacted the nation's first statewide ban on the use of toxic forever chemicals in certain products. Yay, Vermont. Maryland and New York have joined Ohio in announcing lotteries for people who get vaccinated, an incentive that has already driven up Ohio vaccination rates by more than 28%. Meanwhile, I read this morning that in Las Vegas, they are um, having vaccine clinics at strip clubs. Okay, whatever gets you in the door is how I feel. And in 19 states, at least half of adults are now fully vaccinated. So that is all the good news. Y'all, let's take it in. There is a lot of good. I know it's easy to forget, but let's just take one second to say there is a lot of good that happened in this country last week. couple of little things I'm going to talk about this week. This will be a little bit less of a uh, set section podcast and a little bit more of dribs and drabs. So first, I want to share with you something that I shared on TikTok uh, that went fairly viral this week, which was about, again, I know I've talked about this a number of times, but the attacks on abortion coming down the pike. I want to clarify first one thing, which is that this case will not be ruled upon until next summer. So we have a year to fight back. The Supreme Court moves at a slow pace, as we know. But the fact that they have agreed to hear this case is a giant red flag. It is a giant explosive alert that we could be in trouble on Roe v. Wade. And, uh, you know, I got a lot of questions on TikTok about which states... We're the ones most likely to lose the right to abortion if Roe v. Wade gets overturned. And I'm going to talk in a second about why there is reason to believe that Roe v. Wade will be overturned. I've had a couple of people say, oh, stop, you know, don't freak out so much. It's fine. That's not going to happen. And and I'm going to tell you why. It it very well could. But I'm going to do this for you because I had no idea. And many, many people were like, I don't know which states is my state. I want to know. So here are the 14 states that are likely, not guaranteed, but likely to lose the right to abortion if Roe v. Wade gets overturned. They are Alabama, Arizona, Georgia, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Nebraska, Oklahoma, Ohio, Texas totally no surprise there, West Virginia, and Wisconsin. Okay, so those are the the states where it's really teetering on the edge. Also, uh, as far as territories, Guam, Puerto Rico, and the northern Mariani Islands, all very likely to ban it if Roe gets overturned. But then there are 10 trigger law states, and these have laws already in place that the second Roe is overturned, they automatically Outlaw abortion in the state. So these states are definite. If Roe gets overturned, we definitely lose abortion in Arkansas, Idaho, Kentucky, Louisiana, Mississippi, North Dakota, Missouri, Tennessee, South Dakota, and Utah. I mean, bright red states, every one, right? Of course, the most protected states are states like California, New York. Oregon uh, Washington these are you know bright blue states that are are very well protected and even have expanded protection so um, one more reason to vote blue so that's information that you can share with folks you know and there's been some question as to what we can do and I've talked about some of the things that we can do the the women's Health Protection Act is a big one um, to call your, representatives, all 3 of them. Someone asked me on TikTok this week, what do you mean when you say call our reps? Who? Who are you talking about? And I forget not everybody understands even these really basic things. So when I say call your representatives on a federal bill like this, I mean your two senators and your one congress member. Of course, if you're in DC, you don't have two senators. And your congress member can't vote, so um, I am sorry. <laughs> We're trying to fix that, but anyway, um, so so that's who you call, and you just say, "I want you to support the Women's Health Protection Act, and I want you to fight for a woman's right to choose." Um, but as my friend Elise Hogue, uh, she is uh, runs Narrow, uh, which is a huge, you know, pro-choice organization. I talked to her about this this morning, and she said, "We don't just quietly and resolutely accept." the fate of Roe v. Wade being overturned, which which is likely, obviously. She said public backlash has long shaped the court's approach to these questions. How much can they get away with without jeopardizing the legitimacy of the court? It's always the big question for them, which is why organizing to be loud and visible is crucial, as is working on both federal and state legislative remedies, trying the case in the court of public opinion, And exacting political consequences for those politicians who have driven this and voted for Kavanaugh and Amy Coney Barrett, who are the two who are going to make this happen. So, you know, she says these things really matter. And she says, as my friend Cory Booker likes to remind people, we've always had to lead the court to equality and justice, not the other way around. Right. So that is the case. We lead the court. And what all of that means is make noise. We have a year to be so loud about this and so outraged, to write letters to the editor, to post on social media, to make sure people know which states are going to lose the access to abortion completely should Roe v. Wade be overturned. To fight to get the Women's Health Protection Act passed, to fight on your state level, to pass laws that will protect and expand access to abortion. There are a lot of states that are kind of neither here nor there. They, they haven't come out against abortion, but there's no statutory protections. Work to find out where your state stands and work to chip away at it if it's bad. Um, but it is really important to know that the Supreme Court is not – they don't live in a vacuum. Those people read the paper, they pay attention to the news, they hear public sentiment, and they respond. So our job is to make public public sentiment, excuse me, loud this week. So so that's that. And uh, I'm going to actually wrap up with a quick action that you can take this week on a, on a more sort of um, – corporations and uh, political money level, and then we'll go. So let's have a little transition music, and we will move on to talk about the Chamber of Commerce. So here's your action that I'm going to ask you to take this week, and it's so easy and it's so fun, right? So you've heard about the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, right? right. I have heard about it. I've known sort of the phrase the u s. Chamber of Commerce as long as I can remember, but I didn't really know what they are. And it turns out that the u s. Chamber of Commerce it kind of sounds like something folksy and like, oh, it's in the main square of your town. No, it's not. it's a it's a it's a lobbying organization. and it is known to support voter suppression and sort of lean very far to the right. Um, they have supported. Uh, Republicans like Ted Cruz and Kevin McCarthy, this is an organization that swore after the January 6th insurrection that they would give no more money to politicians that participated in the insurrection or voted to overturn the election. They have already uh, backpedaled on that and are working to teach the businesses that belong to the chamber how to sort of get away with backpedaling as well. And Here's the problem, is that some of the organizations that came out uh, uh, in April, if you'll remember, there was that big ad in the New York Times and the Washington Post that said, we support voting rights, and all of these corporations had signed onto it. Well, about 25 of those companies are also still members of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. And now the most recent offense of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce is that they are actively working to stop the For the People Act, this bill we've talked about over and over that will bolster voting rights, expand early access to the ballot and automatic voter registration, get dark money out of politics, all these good things. Well, the chamber has spent almost $150 million working to stop the For the People Act from getting passed. So the question for us is how can you be a company that signed that letter in the Washington Post and the New York Times, but is also still a member of the Chamber of Commerce, giving them your money and working with them, you know, giving them legitimacy. And so there is an organization called Accountable.us. They're working very hard to get these companies to drop the Chamber of Commerce. So I thought that I would help them. And I've created a page where you can go and you can send these companies uh, by clicking on one link for each of them. You can uh, uh, an email will auto populate and you can send them an email basically saying, like, look at what this Chamber of Commerce is doing. Why are you still a member? Some of these companies are City, as in Citibank, Facebook, Google, Target. I mean, as I said on TikTok, A2, Target, I, generally they're a really good company. But the, here they're really failing. Microsoft, American Express, another company that I personally generally love. American Airlines, Forward it goes on. So if you go to tinyurl.com forward slash drop the chamber, you will see, first of all, an article explaining why the chamber is so bad. But then if you scroll down, you'll see a list of these companies and everywhere you see a purple company name. That means you can click right on that link and it will auto-populate an email to them. All you have to do is add one line of personalization at the top and then your name and address at the bottom. Do one or do all 11. I got a lot of people to do Target this week. I'm going to sort of focus on one at a time. If you just want to do Target, you can go to tinyurl.com forward slash right target. I have gotten thousands of people to do that in the last few days on TikTok. It's been a lot of fun. My goal is to get, you know, 10,000, 20,000 people to write to each of these companies, maybe more, because, you know, public pressure will work. We can get them to drop the chamber. And then we can get the chamber to stop spending hundreds of millions of dollars to suppress our vote. Your voice has power. And that's what I want you to remember. Right? Right your voice has power. Okay, and with that, I'm going to close this out. So let's just get a little bit of uh, music. And then I'm going to give you your little invocation to send you out here filled with fire and vigor and commitment to uh, stepping on that train, whatever that looks like for you this week. Another thing I love about Frederick Douglass is, and I'm going to paraphrase him here, but he's got a a quote that I love where he talks about, you know, when things are going bad, some people like to pray. But me, I pray with my feet. And what he means by that, of course, is just the really simple idea that, like, I can wish for things to get better. I can think about how awful things are. I can sit and watch Rachel Maddow and pound on my armchair and say, this is terrible. I'm I, I pray this company gets better, but until I get up and do something, nothing will change. So me, I pray with my feet, right? I act. And that is why we are all here today, right? I want to encourage you to act as well. It's fine to think, it's fine to worry, although it doesn't do anything. Um, as my stepfather says, it it's like a rocking chair, it gives us something to do, but we don't get anywhere. Um, so Instead of worrying, wishing, even praying, I can pray, you know, for other things, but praying for the country to get better? No, it's not going to do it. We have to work to elect better representatives. We have to make our voices heard. We have to bang down the door of corporations that are doing the wrong thing. Sometimes we have to get creative. We have to learn who our representatives are, put them in our phones and call them. And here's the thing. If you are here and you have listened to this whole podcast, I know you can do that. So this week, breathe in all of the strength that is out there in the ether from all the activists who have come before you. Breathe that in and suck it into your bones, suck it into your heart, your soul, internalize it and hold it. And then breathe out the fear, the thing that keeps you from stepping on the train. Breathe in that faith again and breathe out the fear. And let's take these few actions this week and know that your voice is your superpower. And I am so proud of you for using it this week to make this a better country, not just for us, but for our kids. Okay, so have a great week. Go and chop wood, carry water with me. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye. We're Invincible